Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. I am Annie Lobert, and I'm coming to you from Las Vegas. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and a founder of a ministry nonprofit called Hookers for Jesus. Listen, Hookers for Jesus. I'm serious, Annie. Why, people ask me, why have you named the nonprofit Hookers for Jesus? Well, it stems from my past, number one. Number two, the Holy Spirit gave me the name, as ironic and how crazy and bodacious that might sound. The name Hooker in itself is just so scandalous, isn't it? Isn't it just the weirdest and craziest and sexiest name you ever heard? But at the same time, maybe it's a God name. Did you know that there's a boat called the Hooker and it's a fishing boat? Yeah. Did you also know that in Matthew 4, 19, Jesus called the first four disciples. He said, come follow me and I'll teach you how to fish for people. Yes, that's what the name actually means. And honestly, when I was being trafficked in Las Vegas for more than a decade, I had so many men that were abusive. Yes, and even police officers saying, oh, you're just, you know, you're just a hooker and this and that and the other. And, you know, the thing was, is that that really offended me. Like I was so fired up. I wanted to punch people. I was mad. I wanted to cuss them out, swear. But, you know, on August 2nd, 2003, Jesus came into my heart and my life just completely changed. And in two years later, I started Hookers for Jesus, started going out in the strip, fishing for ladies that were being trafficked by pimps, by traffickers, by men that were abusive, by tricks, men that were buying them. I just simply gave them a bag with love in it, like a candle, lotion, cute makeup, because us girls like to be pretty, right? Us girls like to look cute and girls love that kind of stuff. Chocolate on Valentine's Day, okay? Gift cards for Starbucks, gift cards for food, whatever it was at the time. And this is what started Hookers for Jesus. I didn't know what to name it. I, I didn't want to call it Annie LaBear, but I guess I still could do that. Hookers for Jesus is a nonprofit that reaches out to women that are lost and sold into sex trafficking in Las Vegas and beyond. And we have a home called Destiny House. But today I'm here to talk to you. The guest today, our special guest is Rahab. You can't see her because I believe she's up there in heaven with the Lord. And she has such a fascinating story. First of all, let's go back. Let's go back thousands of years. Let's go back to Joshua. Let's talk about what happened. Some of you might know the story, but let's just kind of like recap what happened. The Israelites were taken out of slavery, 400 years of slavery in Egypt. They were rescued out of slavery by this fantastic, amazing man of God named Moses. That's how we all got the Ten Commandments. And by the time that they got on the edge of the promised land, which was 40 years later, going around the same mountain over and over, like Joyce Meyer says, that's our mama bear right there. We love her. Going around the same mountain with the same problems, not obeying God. They finally came to this place where all the adults, adults of that crowd of people, which was a million and a half at its time, had passed away. And only the children were left of the Israelites and two people, Joshua and Caleb. They went out to send out spies. God told them, send spies into the land of Jericho. They crossed the Jordan. They went into this town called Jericho and God commanded them 
to go to that town, to see what was going on, to see how big the army was, to spy and see the land. And they did that. And they walked into that town. The town had a wall around it. And they had a very, very uh, controlling and evil king that was, they don't have the name of the king, just the king of Jericho, was controlling that city. There was a woman that was living in the wall. And some scholars say that it was actually a brothel, a house of ill repute, a house where men would come in and purchase people, purchase females for sexual services. And it was a hot spot because it was right on the wall. So, of course, everyone that was working there could see who was coming, going. They could see the new clients, potential clients. It was actually a crossway of three different paths, three different roads that people would come to. And it was right on the edge, right on the first part of the promised land. And Joshua and Caleb were commanded to go in there undercover. Now, it doesn't say what they were wearing. It doesn't say, oh, they had on this outfit and that, and they walked in as men of God. No, it does not say that in the scriptures. But what it does say is that they came in there as spies. But people knew they were there. This is where it says about the scriptures. Then Joshua, son of Nun, sent two men as spies secretly from Shittim, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came into the house of a harlot whose name was Rahab and lodged there. That's Joshua 2, 1. When I come back, I'm going to explain the rest of the story. I want you guys to put your mind in a place of openness, acceptance, and Ask for God to show you mercy for this lady named Rahab. There are modern day Rahabs in the midst of your town. There's modern day Rahabs in the midst of missionary ministries in your own church. They're there and they're waiting to see if you are going to notice them. And turn towards them and give them the mercy and love of Jesus. This is very important that we get this message, you guys. It's been on my heart to tell this for a long time. So when we get back, let's continue our story of the beautiful and anointed Rahab. Hi, I'm Annie. I'm so glad you were here today with us when we were talking about our special guest, Rahab. So speaking of Rahab... It's so weird to say modern day Rahab because literally her name means modern. So I believe that it is a mandate. Truly believe that when the Israelites went into the promised land to rescue Rahab, that was a signal and a prophetic message about what God wanted his church, his believers to do in this modern day slavery movement. I really believe that the church, that believers should get involved with helping with any type of missionary work, with sex trafficking, with labor trafficking, and even specifically any church that would be involved in helping ministries like ours, Hookers for Jesus, run a home for women that are coming out of the sex industry and out of sex trafficking. You guys know that we need your help more than ever right now. You're not going to believe this, but I'm 
about to tell you is the truth that we don't get supported by many churches. I literally could count on one of my hands, on maybe three of my fingers of the churches that actually donate to us monthly. Why is that? Why aren't we being supported? So here's why I come to you with this. Because even if you're not at church right now, we as the body, the bride, we are his church. We are his representation of his love and grace and mercy. And also, we're supposed to help, help support the poor and the needy and the downtrodden and the ones that have been abused. You know, right now at Destiny House, we have so many needs. Our roofs are leaking. We have like a $10,000 roof repair. It rains. It's a rainy season. It's the spring. We can't even get someone to come out and repair our roof right now. This is the truth. We put tarp on the roof and then it got blown off by the wind. So if you want to partner with us and help us get that roof fixed, help us keep the house managers paid that are watching over the girls 24-7, help keep our case managers employed to help keep rescuing girls out of the industry, please go to hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. You can become one of our partners. We would love to have you join us. Hey, we are the church, you guys. We are the church. And God is counting on us to help these ladies come out of sex trafficking and to support them into their journey to wholeness, to deliverance, and to restoration. Please go to hookersforjesus.net, press donate, or call 702-883-5155. And we can guide you to our website. You can give on Square. You can give on text. You can give on Cash App and SecureGive and PayPal. Thank you so much. We love you. Hi, welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. Today's subject and guest is Rahab. I know you don't see her in the studio, but she is alive and a well in heaven right now. And I want to talk about her and continue her story. We, we come to the point where the two spies were sent by Joshua and Caleb into the promised land to see what Jericho was up to. And these spies walked into her inn, Rahab's inn. And it says, before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and the terror of you has fallen on us. Isn't that funny? My name in the sex industry was fallen. And all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, Osihan and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And when we heard it, our hearts melted. And no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and the earth beneath. Now, therefore, please swear to me. You ever had anyone say that to you? Swear to me. By the Lord your God. Since I have dealt kindly with you, that you also will deal kindly with my father's household and give me a pledge of truth and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters with all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. Now, at that point, you guys, Rahab, she knew they were men of God. She hid them. She hid them. 
because the king, he came looking for them. He said, who are those two men? Bring those two men out. I heard there were two men of God that came up into your, your inn. And she told the king, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, they left, they went down over there, go down that road. And there's a reason why Rahab did that. And I look back and I look at this story. And if you want to learn the whole story, go to Joshua and read it. It's just the most like dangerous and exciting story I've ever read in the Bible. And she really inspires me because why would she lie to her own king? That was her own king where she lived. Is it possible? Is it possible that she was lying under duress. And what I mean by that is when you're being trafficked and your life's in danger and you can't escape and you're being forced to do something, you will lie to the person that's abusing you so that you don't get hurt because there was certain death to come to her. Had she told, oh, oh yeah, they're right here. I was hiding them. She would have gotten possibly murdered or punished severely. Now it doesn't say, but we know when people are abusive and when they're evil, that's what they do. So I believe that Rahab, there's a theory, my theory, my assumption, because I've been trafficked, that she was being forced to do what she had to do to survive in her city. She must have also been at the end of her rope to come to these men and ask them to save her, to save her whole family. Do you think she was enjoying what she was doing? Like most of the public thinks, they think people in the sex industry enjoy it. Look, I was an actress. There is no enjoyment in that at all. That's all a facade. There's no part of selling yourself. You enjoy, it's repetitive, it's abusive, it's coercive. It, it abuses you mentally, emotionally, not only physically and sexually. It abuses every part of your soul and tears it down. So I believe that Rahab was in a rock and a hard place. And she had heard that the God of Israel, that he saved slaves. Yeah, slaves. The people that came out of Israel to Egypt, they were human trafficking labor slaves. And yes, probably many of them were sex slaves as well. Yeah, they were pros. They were pros at taking care of slaves, leading them into the promised land. And she heard about it and she knew it. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone's a pro at something and they can get out of a bad situation, I'm going to go with those people. Okay. I'm going to hook up with that crowd. She also did something that I had to do myself getting out of trafficking was I took a risk. She took a risk. She risked her life for her family because she knew if she didn't, most certainly, that she was going to perish. She knew these men of God were coming to spy on that land because the next step was Jericho was going to go down. And she knew that if she let it happen, she would go down with Jericho. She saw the opportunity and she took it. And I prophetically see this. And I believe this is a word for today's church and a word for today's world, actually, in the United States, is that there are Rahabs among you and we are to be the ones that come in and we spy and we rescue them out of their situations. Here's the thing. Don't you think it's odd that the first city, the first person they rescue out of a bad situation is a harlot, is a possible sex trafficking victim, a prostitute. 
What message do you think God was telling the Israelites? You need to have mercy and grace for these type of people. You need to love people that aren't Israelite origin. She was a Canaanite. It's proof that God had mercy to invite the outsider in and bring him into his bosom. And it's also the perfect precursor to the Messiah, the Messiah's love and the kind of love that we're supposed to have and the kind of love that Jesus was trying to teach the Israelites. And yes, he wasn't alive physically yet, but he was there with God, the father, the right hand of the father, showing him the way to go. Really, really important to remember this, that we are the church. It is our job to bring these girls love, compassion, mercy, grace, and to show them, hey, you don't have to live like that. You can live free. Loved, healed, whole. Come back and we're going to share the rest of the story of Rahab. It was such a blast to share about our perfect and beautiful guest Rahab today on Annie's Pink Chair. Speaking of Rahab being the name modern, meaning modern in Hebrew, I really believe that God has put a mandate on my heart in 2005 to be a modern day Rahab and to go into the places and rescue ladies out of sex trafficking that are trapped, that are put in a prison of their mind, prison of their body, and take them away from their traffickers and give them stability, rebuilding, restructure, and help them learn a new trade, get them a job, and give them the gift of going into the program of Destiny House. And if they can't come in Destiny House, just helping them in general with resources, doing case management, making sure that they make it to their destination that they know that they need to go to, to get healed, whole, and healthy again. And one of the things that I've written is my book, Fallen, Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. This is such a great read, you guys. And I'm not bragging on my own rights or writing skills at all. This was a labor of love. It it literally took me a long time to put this together. But I believe it came out like a movie. It reads so quickly. And I tell you what, once you start reading it, you will not be able to put it down. If you want to learn about the love of God coming into someone's heart, a girl like mine, maybe like the ladies out there that you might know, or maybe it's you, maybe you're one of the ladies that are stuck right now that cannot get out. Let me tell you something. This is going to be part of setting you free. I also have it in Spanish. I had a wonderful Spanish interpreter that actually wrote it out in Spanish, which this is really a great gift to someone that can't really read English very well. And this is a great interpretation of Fallon. And then we also have it in audio. This is actually my voice. My husband produced this for us and it was hilarious because we actually argued during this because he he would tell me, you're not pronouncing that right. And I would be like, I say it like that. I have a Minnesota accent. And I was like, whatever, Oz. So it's pretty funny. But at the same time, it's done according exactly to the book and the way it reads. So if you are interested in purchasing any of these items, go to hookersforjesus.net. Click on the picture of the book and You can purchase it and we'll get it sent out to you. And if you want an autographed copy, 
make sure you note that in the email. That's going to be an extra $5, but it's worth it. So thank you so much for joining us today on Annie's Pink Chair, and I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Hi, welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair, and today's special guest is Rahab. I wanted to share what Rahab actually means in Hebrew, modern, okay? Modern, in Arabic, it's a vast space of land. According to the book of Joshua, a woman who lived in Jericho, in the promised land, and assisted the Israelites in capturing the city by hiding two men who had been sent to, to destroy the city. Really interesting. So her name means modern in Hebrew. Now, I love that because God was doing a new thing with the Israelites. He was asking them to sacrifice themselves in order to help her. And I think that's so, so awesome. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Rahab believed that those were men of God and that God was real. Like she said, her heart and everyone heart that she knew melted, melted and waned in fear. You know, we know the story about what happened. And some of you that don't, I'll tell you right now. So the two spies told her, look, this is what we're going to do. Before it happens, before the city gets destroyed, we're going to march on the city seven times. We need you to take the long red cord and put it outside your window. And we'll save you and your family. Gather everybody together. And so that's what she did. She obeyed. And when those walls came tumbling down, they got her before that happened. And she got rescued out of that situation. And I can just apply this right now. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purposes, Romans 8, 28, because Rahab, even though her life was upside down, she was trapped. She was being sold. And even if she was wealthy, it doesn't even matter. I believe that that king was controlling that in the people around her weren't being good to her that she got out of that situation and turned into a brand new woman in, in her family. And you know, it's proof that God is so good that he can restore someone because they invited her into their community. And do you want to know why I know they did? And that it says it in the Bible. She married one of the spies. His name was Salmon. Yeah, she married one of them. And guess what? Guess what little boy they had? Guess who their son was? Their son was Boaz. And Boaz married Ruth. And you want to know something? Ruth was a Canaanite. Could it be that Boaz saw the grace of his own mother and his father and the love they had between each other and the acceptance of the Canaanite woman and her past didn't matter. We didn't have to like, oh my gosh, your past, I can't marry you. No, you're clean. As soon as you touch the grace of the hem of Christ, you're clean, okay? And he married Ruth and didn't look at her past, didn't look at her past history of being a woman that was a widow. He, he invited her into his heart. And you guys, guess what? Rahab is a great, 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 grandmother of Jesus. Yeah, you heard that right. She is related to Jesus Christ. Now, 
I'm going to tell you something. I don't know about you, but that really speaks to me. When I read that for the first time in my Bible, I literally like was, wow, Jesus, you allowed, you allowed a harlot into your lineage. And he's like, and that's how much I love you. And that's how much I care about you. And so I don't know who's out there right now listening and watching this message right now, but God loves you. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done, or if you're stuck in that situation right now, you're addicted, you're selling yourself. You're, you're in a place where you feel like you're selling yourself and you have no choice, even though you're not a professional call girl, you're just being sold day and night. I just need you to know something that Jesus sees you and you are not alone. And he can come into like those, like Rahab's in, like into your situation and he can release you from that prison. And they can set you free from your oppressors if you just give him a chance. It's as simple as surrendering your life. You guys, I will never forget the way that I felt that day that Jesus came into my heart and rescued me. He literally took my heart. My heart was like black and a bunch of tar in it and just broken it into like a bunch of pieces. But he came and he took my heart and he put it back together and he put his arms around me and he said, you're my daughter and I love you and I have a purpose and a plan for your life. And I know if you walk with me, you are going to do great things. And you need to know that if you choose to walk with him, you will do great things. And your story and your life is not disgusting. It is a testimony to the power and the love and the mercy and the grace of God. God's love. So if you want to pray with me right now, I invite you right now. All you have to do is surrender your heart to him. And you say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, forgive me for the things I've done. Forgive me for the things I don't understand or didn't understand that I did. And I ask that you wash me clean. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Heal me, Lord. Take away all the bad things. Lord, I give you everything that I, that I have and that I, that I am right now, which is nothing. And I ask that you transform me. Lord, show me your wisdom. Show me how to walk in your ways. I ask that, Lord, that you give me your love. Heal me. Heal the wounds that I don't know how to heal. And God, as long as I know that you're walking with me now, Lord, teach me how to trust in you. Teach me how to walk in your ways and teach me how to believe in you at a deeper level. And I pray this all in Jesus name. If you prayed that prayer, please email us at hookersforjesus.net. Press on contact, and also you can call 702-883-5155. We'd also like to give you some connections to some resources. We have my book that's available to read, and we also have some Bibles, so we can let you know that as soon as you contact us. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited that you are here with us today at Pink Chair. Have a great one. Mm -hmm.